energy so stalling, yeah. Everybody's running scared. We used to be so carefree, we used to be so happy, used to have everything we need. Welcome to Village Mentality, where melanated people are connected in spirit, love, and community. What's up, kings and queens, beautiful people everywhere? It's your girl, C.K. McGee, and I am your host. Hey there, beautiful people. How's everyone doing? I pray that you're all doing as well as you can be. Happy New Year to all of you. And it is my hope that this brand new year will bring you much happiness, joy, and wellness. Blessings to each and every one of you and your families. Welcome back for another episode of Village Mentality, the first of 2023. Can you believe it, beautiful people? I remember thinking when I was a kid that the year 2000 seemed so far into the future, and here we are 23 years beyond that. Now, I mentioned before on the show that I stopped making resolutions years ago, and I began choosing a word instead, focus on for the year. So last year, my word was self-reflection, and truthfully, that is something that I'm going to continue to do. And I think it's important for all of us to do, as a matter of fact. But my word for 2023 is restoration. Now, there were a lot of things that I lost as I experienced my so-called emotional apocalypse five years ago. And I'm working to restore the things in my life that I believe are necessary to maintain my personal mental health recovery. I have to tell you, Village, it's not always easy because there are some things that I have to learn to do differently in order to ensure my health and well-being. And sometimes it may be contrary to what others think I should do. But at the end of the day, I will stay true to myself and do whatever it is that I need in order to be well. And perhaps like you, I'm learning who is truly for me and who is not. And it is becoming easier to distance myself from those who are not on board with some of the decisions that I've made and those that I will make, right? But it's okay because I know that my recovery journey is what I say it is, and that's all there is to it. But I'm so glad to have you all here with me in the village, and you're welcome to join me each and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'd also like to give a warm welcome to those of you who may be tuning in for the very first time. If you're looking to see what Village Mentality is all about, you're welcome to catch up on all previous episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, and The Awakened Lounge. And I also provide links to each episode on both Instagram and Facebook 
and I'll share those with you at the end of the show. But thanks again to all of you for joining. So let me just tell you a little bit about myself. Um, as a mental health advocate with lived experience, with mental health conditions that is, each week I'll be talking about different topics that could impact our mental health. And I am focused on BIPOC communities because as an African-American woman, I'm extremely concerned about communities of color and our mental health. Now, as far as mental health is concerned, it really does not matter who you are or where you're from because we can all be impacted. And that's something that we all must know and understand, all right? Now, we may not all have mental illness, but we do all have mental health. We need to make sure that we are taking care of it. The purpose of this podcast is to bring awareness to the many different ways in which our mental health can be affected, showing that poor mental health outcomes are not always caused by chemical imbalance, but it can also be from various stressors, trauma, or circumstances that we all face from time to time in our lives. Through education and advocacy by individuals like myself who have lived experience, the hope is that we will be able to show up in more effective ways, support those around us that may be suffering. The stigma of mental illness and conversations about mental health can be more difficult for marginalized and intersectional groups, and it interferes with our ability to take care of our mental health as we should. But I am a huge fan, beautiful people, of self-care. And I think, in my opinion, that is, that it's a very important tool that I encourage us all to use in our daily lives, or at least to make room for it, right? On the weekends, there are so many different ways that we can practice self-care, especially when we view it holistically. We should all consider the benefits because they do extend beyond ourselves and it has a positive impact on all those whom we encounter. Now, there are some out there that believe that self-care is indulgent. Some of our kings might believe that it's only meant for our queens. And honestly, I understand because of all the images that are out there that depict all of these different, you know, uh, views of, you know, women with their mask on and their hair wrapped up and they're getting massages and all that. That's all well and good, but that's not all there is to it. And it's not just for the ladies. It's for everyone. We got to look at self-care um, in terms of self-preservation. All right. And I have to say that I've been extremely surprised at how much people push back against the idea and practice of self-care. But it, you know, lets me know that we've all played into, you know, the messaging that I think we've received at one time in our lives that thinking about ourselves somehow is a bad thing, that it's selfish to consider ourselves, right? I, I know that I think I remembered receiving that message early on in my life. But the thing of it is, is that if we are to be able to, you know, take care of the people that we, you know, care for and care about, self-care is one of the best ways, beautiful people, that we can do that, right? Taking care of ourselves equips us to take care of others. And that's what makes it so important because it's not just about us. But self-care, it'll help to rejuvenate our spirits and our souls so that we can continue to be the fantabulous kings and queens that we most definitely are. And I'll be right here 
to remind us of that fact each and every week, all right? And if you've heard the show before, then you know that there'll be plenty of music too. This evening, I'll be featuring, I guess you can call them love songs, right? From some of the most uh, popular movie soundtracks that we know and love. So I hope that you'll sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, without further ado, I believe that it's time for me to take my first walk of the evening to my musical jukebox. Our first song of the evening, Village, was written and produced and performed by this American musician. And it was released as the only single from the soundtrack album for the film, Despicable Me 2. Now, this is an up-tempo neo-soul song on which the artist's falsetto voice has been compared to the likes of Curtis Mayfield by musical critics. And that is quite a compliment. Now, the song was highly successful, peaking at number one in both the UK and here in the US, as well as Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and 19 other countries. It was the best-selling song of 2014. So here's Pharrell Williams with Happy. Can't run 
was Irene Cara with Flashdance from the 1983 film of the same name. Sadly, we just recently lost her and she will be missed. But every time beautiful people I hear the song, I'm reminded of the, of the main character's dance audition in front of the judges at the end of the movie. 
that scene made me, I think made us all feel the ambition that she had to succeed. And it was like a metaphor for anyone with a dream, giving us the sense that we could achieve anything. The song spent six weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Well, Village, you know me. I like to take a little bit of time to talk about some things, whether it be about current events, entertainment, or something that's just on my mind. So why don't we get into my segment called Let's Talk About It. Beautiful people, January is Mental Wellness Awareness Month, which I think is a great way to start this brand new year off, right? We need to always consider our health in all aspects, and our mental health and wellness is part of that. Now, according to the World Health Organization, it defines mental wellness as a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, right? Where they're able to cope with the normal stresses of life, they can work productively, and are able to make a contribution to his or her community. And one of the things that can help us to maintain our mental wellness is the kind of support that we have around us. We're talking a lot about that this evening, right? A social support system is often identified as a key component of solid relationships and strong psychological health. But what exactly does it mean, right? Now, essentially, social support involves having a network of family and friends that you can turn to in times of need. Whether you're facing a personal crisis, or if you're in need of immediate assistance, or you just wanna spend time with people who care about you. These relationships play a critical role in how you function in your day-to-day -day life. It is social support that builds people up during times of stress and often gives them the strength to carry on and even thrive. But let's remember, Village, that social support is certainly not a one-way street. You heard me? In addition to relying on others, you also serve as a form of support for many people in your life, okay? So remember that. Now let's talk about why a strong social support system is so important. Psychologists and other mental health professionals often talk about the importance of having a strong social support network. When trying to reach our goals or deal with a crisis, experts frequently implore people to lean on their friends and their families for support. Research has also demonstrated that there is a link between social relationships and many different aspects of our health and wellness. Poor social support has also been linked to depression and loneliness, and it has shown to alter brain function and to increase the risk of the following. Alcohol use, cardiovascular disease, depression, and suicide. If there's anyone out there right now who is listening and you're having suicidal thoughts or thoughts of self-harm, I beg you, please, to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988 for support and assistance from a trained counselor, all right? And if you find that you or a loved one are in immediate danger, all right, 
You can call 911, but I ask that you carefully consider that call because we want to ensure the safest response possible for you or your loved one while you or they are in crisis. Meaning that I think it's best that a mental health professional is on the scene. Someone who is trained to de-escalate these kinds of situations and be helpful when we want to have a, you know, a positive outcome. So consider that before you dial 911, all right? There are two essential aspects of our social worlds that contribute to our mental health. One is social support, and the other is social integration, all right? So with social support, it refers to the psychological and material resources provided by a social network to help individuals cope with stress. Such social support may come in different forms, and it might involve things like helping a person with various daily tasks, all right? Maybe offering financial assistance if they're in need, giving advice to a friend when they're facing a difficult situation, right? Or providing caring, empathetic, and concern for loved ones who are in need, all right? So those are some ways that you can do that. Now, Village, I have to say this because it's very important, all right? If you are, you know, contemplating supporting someone, then there's something that I think you should know and that you should always keep in the back of your mind. You need to be prepared to meet that person where they're at and not where you think they should be. All right, I need to say that again. Meet the person where they are at and not where you think they should be, all right? One of the biggest issues that I face personally was really not having the support from the people that I loved and trusted the most at certain times during my mental health journey, right? People who didn't want to be bothered, who didn't even acknowledge or even care that I was struggling, you know? Um, fortunately, there were a few people that I had been able to deal with, you know, and that I'm, I'm dealing with now. Fortunately, I was able to turn to these few people but it was devastating for me to witness all those people that I was not able to turn to because it was more about them than it ever was about me. You have to be willing to meet people where they're at because they're the ones who know best what it is, you know, that they need, what recovery looks like to them. The individual is the one who's in the driver's seat and other people's opinions cannot be the loudest voice in your head, especially especially when these individuals have no idea how you've been impacted, what challenges you may be facing. Everything always looks easy from the outside looking in. People got so much to say about what you should do and how you should do it, right? But they're not walking in your shoes while they're doing all that talking, right? People do not need judgment and criticism. They need love and support, true support. And trust me when I say this village, True support, it makes a huge difference, all right? Now, the other important aspect of support is social integration, and that is the actual participation in various social relationships, which can range from romantic partnerships to friendships. This integration also involves emotions and intimacy and a sense of belonging to different social groups. And it includes being a part of family, partnership, religious community, or social activity that you might want to engage in, okay? 
Experts suggest that being integrated into such social relationships confers a protective benefit against maladaptive behaviors and damaging health consequences. Now, there are different types of social support systems, and I'm learning myself just how important it is to both create and maintain these relationships because they have such an impact on our health in all aspects. But of course, you know that I'm focusing specifically right now on our mental wellness. First up is emotional support, all right? Sometimes the people in your life provide emotional support. They back you up when you need it and they're there with a shoulder to cry on when things don't go your way. You know those people, right? And this type of support can be particularly important during times of stress or when people are feeling lonely. And there are more lonely people out there than you may realize, okay? There's also what they call instrumental support. And this type of support is needed uh, whenever you have immediate needs that need to be addressed, okay? Perhaps um, there's a financial emergency, uh, you need to pay rent, or you are out of very important medication that you need, or you don't have any food in the house, things like that where you can turn to somebody that will jump right in and go ahead and help you with those, those issues, that's also important, okay? There's also informational support. And these are the people that, you know, provide guidance, advice, information, and mentoring. Now, such support can be important in helping you make decisions, you know, or when big changes are in your life, you know, they're there to kind of help you navigate through by having this form of support, people may feel less anxious and stressed out about problems that they're looking to solve, all right? Because of the advice of a trusted friend or mentor or a loved one. So having the right social support in place can help you to make healthy choices and to have healthy behaviors, such as eating a healthy diet, exercise, etc. And another benefit of social support is that it can help you cope with stress. We say that again because we all know that stress can have very dangerous consequences if it is not managed properly. So being surrounded by people who are caring and supportive helps people to see themselves as better capable of dealing with the stress that life often brings us, right? And it can also help us to stay motivated when we're working to achieve our goals. Making connections with people who are working to achieve some of the same goals can also motivate you to keep going, right? Ain't that the truth? You know, because they understand the struggle, they know it's real, and they're there for it, okay? So kings and queens, it's important that every once in a while, I don't know if you do this, but I know that I do. Every once in a while, we gotta shake things up, right? And we need to take some time to assess our relationships and to consider the following questions, all right? Do you have enough social support? Would you benefit from deepening your current relationships? And could you use some new social contacts or social outlets, all right? So think about those things, all right? You might decide to get more proactive about giving and getting emotional support. And I guarantee you that it will greatly improve the quality of life. And, you know, more and more these days, that's what people are interested in, quality of life, maintaining their peace. Nobody wants to be caught up in drama or negativity or toxic, you know, environments or relationships, hanging out with toxic people. 
You know what I mean? You want to be around people who make you feel good, who speak life into you, who are encouraging, uplifting, and so on. All right? A support system is a group of people who provide you with support when you need it most. It can be mental, emotional, and or practical. Right? Help your finances, childcare, anything you need, these individuals are there. All right? And even when things are going well, all right, support can sustain you and keep you going. All right? And it's important for us to know, Village, that having a support system in no way makes you weak. Not at all. Having a strong social support network, network, excuse me, actually makes you more capable of problem solving on your own and being resilient because a support system nurtures your autonomy, your confidence, and your self-esteem. All right? They reduce stress, physical health problems, and they improve your emotional well-being. All right. Now, a lack of social support, it can lead to loneliness, and it's been associated with a variety of health problems, such as high blood pressure, diminished immunity, cardiovascular disease, and cognitive decline. All right. So take stock again in the people that we have around you, around us. I'm going to include myself in that, too. And ask yourself those questions that I just, you know, talked to you about. And see, you know, if you're receiving the level of support that you want. But you also have to make sure that you're giving support, okay? And depending on the answers, you'll make the proper adjustments, all right? Because support is just that important, beautiful people. You, this is something to consider. You, Village, are the most important member of your support system, all right? Remember that while you're seeking support from others, it's important that you're giving it. Remember, relationships are a two-way street. I stand firm by that. A two-way street. It's not, you know, just give and it's not just take. It's give and take. You dig? All right? And, you know, while we're in the, the practice of building our support systems, it's important for us to know how to take care of ourselves. That's what I mean when I say that you're the most important member of your support system. We need to know how to take care of ourselves, all right? And it's important because, you know, sometimes these people may not be around us. They're not gonna be around us 24 seven, 365. You need to know how to care for yourself in the meantime. Practice of care, building strong, a strong set of coping mechanisms and setting boundaries are good ways to help support yourself, you know? So think about how you can do that what's important to you. Now, here are some things that we can do to build our support systems. First, let's think about what we want from our support system. Okay? Do you need a more supportive professional network? Do you need a collection of friends uh, who are there when you need them? You know, you can call somebody at two o'clock in the morning and they pick up the phone, hello, and they're there to listen and not to be like, do you know what time it is? <laughs> you know that person you have that person in your life if you do kudos to you but if you don't maybe you want to develop your relationship so that you can have that person right do you need to maybe talk to a healthcare professional about your mental health you know friends are important and so is family but let's keep it a buck shall we not everyone has a supportive family and those are only two buckets of people so maybe by casting a wider net 
it'll mean that, you know, depending on what your needs are, there'll be a higher likelihood of you knowing someone who will have the skills and capacity to support you. So the more varied your resources, the better. Makes sense, right? And if you're struggling to make friends or to keep them, you might reach out to a therapist because a mental health provider may be able to assist you in managing your relationships in a healthy way so that you can have the social support that you need and deserve in order to be your best, okay? I hope this helps. Here's to brighter days.
that was American R&B group Color Me Bad with I Wanna Sex You Up it was released in March, 1991. The song was produced by Dr. Freeze and was also featured on the soundtrack to the 1991 film, New Jack City, which featured Wesley Snipes, Ice-T and Chris Rock. This next song was from the movie soundtrack, Saturday Night Fever. It was a number three hit in the United Kingdom and Australia. And in the United States, it topped the Billboard Hot 100 in December of 1977. And it stayed at the top, and, or in the, I should say, for 17 weeks. It spent six weeks atop the U.S. Adult Contemporary Chart, and it's listed at number 27 on Billboard's all-time top 100. Here's the Bee Gees with How Deep Is Your Love? And when we come back, I will get into today's topic. Touch me in the pouring rain And the moment that you wander apart from me I wanna feel you in my arms again And you come to me on a summer breeze Keep me warm in your love Then you softly leave And it's me you need to
Okay, Village. So this evening, I'd like to talk with you more about establishing healthy support systems. You know, I shared with you a little earlier um, about the importance of support systems in our lives. Now, how do we go about establishing those support systems so that we can continue to work on and maintain our mental wellness? It is important for us to think about who we turn to when we're facing difficult times, all right? There are general changes that happen as we go through life stages. There's also uh, the increasing digitization of communication. And it makes me think, Village, I think about this often, as a matter of fact, you know, we text each other so much. We're always texting, texting. Are we forgetting how to talk with each other face to face? I mean, we've become so desensitized that it leaves me wondering if we even consider how we speak to one another. You know, is there any consideration at all anymore for people's feelings? Anyway, I digress. But with the pandemic, we had a few years where we had to physically distance ourselves from one another as a preventative measure, right? Which could have had a negative impact on your social network, which in turn can have a negative impact on your mental wellness. So again, let's talk about what a support system is. Um, and let's also mention that it's really important to nurture your support system. Because so often people will wait for others to reach out and then feel hurt and rejected when no one does. It's kind of scary, but letting people know that they're a part of your support system and letting them know how they can support you, it'll set them up for success and make them more likely to be able to support you in the ways that you need. And again, make sure that you're there for others as well, because the truth is beautiful people, we all need support, but we have to teach people how to treat us. We can't assume that they just know magically, you know, through osmosis. No, 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 no. You gotta, you know, talk to people, communicate with them, help them understand so that they can be better support for you. And then put your listening ears on when they're telling you how they need your support, right? Now we may consider strengthening our existing relationships as a way to improve our support system. So are there some people that you know who you would like to know better perhaps, right? Maybe you wanna start reaching out and strengthening those relationships. Even if they're not local, you can still set up virtual connections, right? You wanna make reaching out a habit, such as setting aside a certain hour uh, during the week that you can use to nurture your network in order to make it easier to sustain. I always think about relationships being like a garden, right? You gotta tend to that garden. You gotta plant the seeds, you gotta water and you know pull up the, the, the weeds and all that good stuff or whatever. Um, I don't have much of a green thumb, but I do understand that metaphor. <laughs> now, having people in your circle that have similar interests is also very helpful, right? And this next suggestion, it's not really my personal first choice, but there may be those of you out there who are listening, no judgment, that'll be just fine with this, okay? You can meet people online if that works for you. You're comfortable with that, then go for it. But just remember to be careful, beautiful people, okay? Be careful. A therapist, they're not really gonna be your friend and they're not a family member, but what's wonderful about them, in my opinion, is that if you decide to go this route and you find someone that you're comfortable with, they have an unbiased opinion of what's going on with you, 
right? Which can make them a great member of your support network because they can provide support, feedback, and help you see a different perspective that you may not have considered. And quite frankly, maybe no one else in your circle has. Sometimes you can be too close to something to be able to see things, you know? So they can be helpful in that way. So we turn to our social supports in time of need. And, you know, they have to be in place. The support system that we're talking about, it should already be in place. You shouldn't wait until you're in crisis to then establish a support system. So now is the time for us to start, you know, taking the time to nurture the relationships that you already have so that you can make more out of them, okay? Your support network, beautiful people, it doesn't have to be super wide, but the relationships, they should be deep because these are the folks that you're gonna turn to. These are the folks that you wanna be able to count on, depend on, right? Do good times and bad times. And in turn, they should be able to count on you as well. Go on. 
Canadian singer Celine Dion with the main theme to James Cameron's blockbuster film Titanic. 
That was My Heart Will Go On. And that power ballad became a global hit, topping the charts in over 25 countries. This is considered to be her signature song. And it is the second best-selling single by a woman in music history. And it was followed by one of my personal favorites, which has a lot of sentimental value to me, Brian Adams, with everything I do, I do it for you. It was the lead single for the soundtrack album from the 1991 film, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It topped the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks. Okay, kings and queens, it's time for our inspirational story. And the name of our story for this week is called Black or White. Black or White. Here's the story. There were two boys at an elementary school that got into a major argument one day. One of the boys was absolutely convinced that he was right and his classmate was wrong. And the classmate felt the same exact way, that he was right while this other boy was wrong, all right? The teacher decided to teach them both a very important lesson. So she brought them up in front of the class and had each of them stand on either side of her desk. Now on her desk was a large round object and Stephen, who was one of the boys, could clearly see that the object was black. When she asked him what color the object was, he said black. But when the teacher asked his classmate, he said that the object on her desk was white. Stephen could not believe that his classmate said that because it was obvious to him that the object was black. Another argument began between the two boys about the color of the object. Now the teacher then asked the boys to switch sides, so they did. And when she asked Stephen what color the object on her desk was, he had no choice but to say that it was white. You see, only on his side of the, uh, uh, excuse me, only on his side of the desk was the object black. Where he had been standing, the object was black, but now he was on the other side of things and the object was white. So what's the moral of the story, beautiful people? Well, sometimes we need to look at a problem from the other person's point of view so that we can truly understand their perspective. My love, there's only you in my life, the only thing that's bright.
Hearts that beat as one, our lives have just begun.
I don't know about you, Village, but I've always loved Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. In some instances, the original is always the best, honey. Of course, we know that it was covered by the late, great Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey, but the original will always have a special place in my heart. The song was written by Lionel Richie, and Billboard named it as the greatest song duet of all time. It was also used in the film Endless Love, and while the film was a modest success, of modest success, the song became the second best-selling single of the year. 
And we're ending the evening with my favorite singer, the late Whitney Houston, with her version of the Dolly Parton song, I Will Always Love You. It was written and originally recorded in 1973, reaching the top spot twice on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. Now, Whitney Houston, of course, we all know, recorded a soulful ballad. Oh, the arrangement was beautiful. And she did that in 1992 for the film, The Bodyguard. Whitney's version peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for a then record-breaking 14 weeks. And it became the best-selling single by a woman in the US. It was a global success, topping the charts in almost every country making it the best selling single of all time by a female solo artist. It also won the Grammy for record of the year in 1994. Well, Kings and Queens, it looks like we've come to the end of another show. I do hope that the information provided will be of help to you. Remember, it's always a good idea to do your own research, no matter what the topic is, especially if your life is involved. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and I'm looking forward to being with you all again next week here in the Village and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be sure to follow Village Mentality on Instagram at villagementality.ckm, as in Mary, and on Facebook at Village Mentality, the podcast. You can also catch all episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, and there are links available to each episode on Instagram, again, at villagementality.ckm, as in Mary, just check the link in the bio, and at Facebook um, at Village Mentality the Podcast. So on Facebook at Village Mentality the Podcast. As well, you can catch it at theawakenlounge.com backslash village hyphen mentality. And just remember that God has got me and he's got you too. Be blessed, beautiful people. And here's to brighter days. So stalling, yeah. Everybody's running scared. We used to be so carefree, we used to be so happy, we used to have everything we need. Yeah.